If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. I guess a good way to begin the theme of the scriptures today is don't despair. The leper goes to Jesus, Leviticus talks about leprosy, Paul is all things to all people in Jesus. Years ago when I was in the seminary, I read a book that has profoundly influenced me throughout my ministry and brought into my life and my ministry two major areas of work. One is religious ministry, and one is ministry to people, families, in therapy. And I didn't know when I read it that it would so influence me. The name of the book was by Joseph Goldbrenner, and it was Holiness is Wholeness. And in it, he examined how, to the degree that we get close to God, we're healthy and we're whole, whole people. And that wholeness, because of the English language, also falls into the word of holiness and makes us wholly close to God. And whichever word you want to use in that holy would be appropriate. Holiness is wholeness. In the book of Leviticus, we have a similar thing about holiness and wholeness, but is different because it says you must be whole to be holy. Because if you have a blotch or acne or some de deformity, you're unclean. You're out of the community, book of Leviticus. So if something wrong with you, you're out of the community. So their version of holiness is you must be whole to be holy. Paul tries to emphasize his wholeness by saying how devoted to God he is, to Christ he is in his life, and that makes him strong and holy. Jesus comes on the scene, and not only today with, with, with the leper, but Jesus comes on the scene and teaches us that holiness is working toward wholeness, and wholeness is working toward holiness. The relationship, very close. As we improve ourselves, we are reflecting God's glory in our lives. As we are becoming better people, more civil, more polite, more charitable, we're reflecting God in our lives. And he does that today. He confronts the unholy leprosy. And you notice when Jesus was asked, if you will it, you can make me whole? I do will it. Now, put yourself in the sandals of Jesus in that time. You can't even go near a leper. 
They used to have to cover their mouths, they have to cover their heads, they have to live outside the community, and as people were going, and they hung out in groups. It was, it's, it's, we know it's Hansen's disease, it wasn't uh, communicative through breathing, it was a virus, but that's the medical part. We're going back to, the, to the, the scriptural part of it. So if you were a leper, you were ostracized from your family, the community, the church, the, the church, the, 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 the temple, and even coming in contact with someone who was a leper, forget Mother Teresa, gone. She would have been living with them. Because coming in contact made you unholy. This is Leviticus. This is the Old Testament. Don't forget, we are Christians. Christ came to fulfill everything of the Old Testament. So Jesus sees this leper, has a dialogue with him, and, and read in parentheses, this is us and Jesus. Jesus sees us. We have a dialogue with Jesus. We present our needs to Jesus. He's there to heal us. Okay, let's go back to the leper. If you will, you'll make me whole. I do it. And he touches him. I mean, he could have said, wave. He could have, you're on. He touched him. That's important because Jesus did not fear the leprosy. Don't forget, he was a man. I'm sure he caught colds. I'm sure he sneezed. I'm sure he did all the normal things a person does. He was a man. He was God, but he was a man. And being God did not save him from any pain, as we know on the cross, did not save him from any discomfort, did not save him from embarrassment, did not save him from betrayal. He was victimized a lot during his lifetime. And he doesn't dare allow the leprosy or the stigma of touching a leper to come between him and charity, him and healing. Forget the leper for, again for a second and think of us. Whatever we present to Jesus, whatever, I don't care what crime, what sin, what, what misconception any of us have, we present it to Jesus and he's there to heal us if we ask for it. He reaches out his hands to us and he's not afraid of the stigma. He's not afraid of what people say. All of it can go by the wayside with Jesus. <clears throat> now, in Mark's gospel, we know the, the, the theme of that secretness. That's Mark's composition. And he, Jesus says, don't say anything to anybody. But more than once he tells people that in Mark's gospel. And then at the fulfillment of the gospel, the crucifixion, truly this is the Son of God. So he, he slowly unravels and, and shows us un, an unveiling of who Jesus is. Okay? But that's his, that's his artistic but inspired message as well. He was inspired to do that. He was inspired to compose his gospel this way. He was inspired to emphasize Jesus the healer. And don't forget the origin of the word healing and the word salvation is the same. So when you read the psalm, let me find the psalm, we just all sang it. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, you fill me with the joy of salvation. Let me paraphrase that. I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with healing. Emotional, physical, psychological. And that's important because holiness is wholeness. And the closer we get to Jesus, 
the holier we are. Now, we don't flow, we're not on pedestals, we don't got rings around our heads, not that kind of holiness. Closeness to God, that kind of holiness. Closeness to God that he touches every one of us who goes to him, that kind of holiness. And when do we need him? We need him in times of trouble, 24 hours a day, I think. When do we need him? We need him when we're confused. We need him when we're making big decisions. We need him when a surprise is uncovered before us that we weren't expecting. We need him when our plans are thrown in disarray. That's when we need him, because if I believe that the Holy Spirit in Jesus is with me, I'll get through it. I'll, I'll get to it. It doesn't look like my plan, but it's God's plan for me. And as long as I'm holding on to the hand of Jesus Christ through faith and prayer, it'll work out. Again, not according to my plans, according to God's plan for me. It's for all of us. And this is important in the Holy Scriptures for us to realize that Jesus, the full human being, was here on earth with us. And his whole mission was to get us to the God, the Father, in eternal life. But don't, not like so you drop dead and get to heaven. No, so you live and get to heaven. And in the process of living, we, 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 we are called to imitate the leper who was healed. What does he do? Jesus heals him. He's made clean. He goes up and Jesus says, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Don't, you know, I want to keep it low-key. Just go show yourself to the priest. So Jesus respects the, the correct authority, doesn't always agree with it, but he respects the book of Leviticus, says go show yourself to the priest. The priest declares you clean, you're clean. Okay, go show yourself to the priest. On the way, he's telling everybody, hey, this Jesus touched me. He healed me. He's with me. He touched me, and, and he sent me out to the world to proclaim to you that he's with me, always. That's basically what... What happened to the leper? Now, again, substitute ourselves for that leper. Whatever it is. Oh, it's not, it's not going to go our way all the time. There's always going to be a little bit of a challenge. There's always going to be a little bit of nastiness from somebody. There's always going to be a, a criticism. Pachens, be patient. Know, if I know I'm with Jesus and Jesus is with me, he will heal me. He will comfort me. He will get me through it. Okay, and I have to use all the energies I have as a human being. I have to use all the grace that I have a, a, as a person. Whether I'm being hurt by a spouse, a friend, a best friend, an employer. Always be civil and be, be above it. Always be with Jesus. What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? Jesus is with me right now. I don't like the way I feel right now, but Jesus is with me, so let me act the way I should with Jesus being at my side and holding on to my hand. You think he healed that leper for the leper's sake? He healed that leper for our sake, for the sake of every person who hears the proclamation of that leper. And never, never despair. He's always with us. He's always asking us to proclaim our faith and to cast out evil in our lives. Again, Jesus, again, touching that leper, was a big, big deal. He's casting out evil. 
He's not dialoguing. He's not having a relationship with evil. He's casting out. And that's, you know, my philosophy with evil and sin and temptation. Run away from it. Get away. Put on your sneakers and run like hell. Away from evil. Away from temptation. Away from anything that's going to be abusive to you or another person. And run to Jesus. Because he's there holding our hand. And as he did to that leper... He held the hand of the leper and basically said to hell with evil, I'm willing you be healed. Eh, that's for you and me. Forget the leper. Put your own name in that scripture. We never know the name of this, the leper, by the way. But put our names in that scripture. He's grabbing onto our hands and saying, I'm here with you. I'm holding on to you. Now, just think of that few seconds before the, the leprosy left the man. Jesus is reaching out. The guy still suffers from leprosy. The guy is still ostracized. The guy is still a, an outsider, a migrant, an undocumented citizen, a foreigner. Put the words in. And yet, when Jesus holds his hand, he's made whole. He's made healed. And... You know, as well as I do, we're members of the body of Christ. We can't just listen to this, a great story, let's, let's go have a cup of coffee. No, 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 no. We've got to be that story. We can't say to people who are suffering marital problems, death in the family, any other kind of disaster. We can't say, oh, pray to Jesus, he'll be good for you, he'll love you. No, we've got to be Jesus for one another. We've got to reach out and touch the hurt. Bring the casserole, sit with the person who's deceased, send your cards, give them a call, Twitter, Facebook, all of it. Mostly in person, though. Don't hide behind the computer. But really, he's our Lord. He's our example. And he, you know, Paul says, I'm all things to all people. Okay, Paul, maybe, maybe. Well, it's all right. Let's worry about that through theology another time. But Jesus is all things to all people. He doesn't care what our deficits are. He doesn't care what our weaknesses are. He doesn't care about any of those. He loves us and wants us to proclaim our faith in him and never despair. Because as we proclaim our faith in him, we are healing ourselves and one another. Holiness is wholeness. And working toward holiness for the Christian is a lifelong activity, getting better and better every day through prayer, through action, through the word. Don't, don't despair. Unless you're like that nun, she's looking out her window and someone had just sent her and she opened up the envelope and there was a $100 gift in there, $100 bill. She felt so bad for the guy outside her window like a bag man, you know, having all this junk around him. So she got the $100 bill, and she wrapped it up and threw it out, put a note on it, don't despair. Good. She sent it out. He picks it up. You know, thanks, sister. Okay. Next day, he knocks on her door. He wants more, she thinks. He hands her a wad of hundreds, and she says, what's this? He says, I put it on, don't despair, and I won 80 to 1. 
you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should, too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.